Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Where the White Coats Come Off. We are Katie and Beth, and we are so excited you are here. If you are a pre-PA, then you are in the right place. One of the most critical pieces to getting accepted to PA school without wasting time and money is to apply to the right PA schools for you, for your strengths and your stats. Every program requires and values something just a little bit different, in addition to having different teaching styles and fun extras like mission trips, community outreach, international rotations, or multiple elective opportunities. When you match not only your strengths to what PA schools deem important, but you also match your personal values and interests with schools, that's when things get really good. Picking schools this way will not only help you get accepted quickly so you don't have to reapply next cycle or even worse, later cycles, but you also know you fit the culture and ideals of the school you want to attend. And speaking of picking the best PA schools for you and your individual and specific and unique strengths, you will definitely want to join our free upcoming workshop where we are showing you exactly how to pick the best PA schools for you. There's hundreds of PA schools in the U.S. and each one, again, requires something just a bit different. And the traits they are looking for in potential students completely vary, which is why it's so important for you to pick the right schools for you, for your highest chances of getting accepted to PA school. So go to the show notes and save your seat. It's completely completely free and it's going to be on March 25th at 6 p.m. Eastern. We're going to have so much fun, not to mention this is going to be really valuable information for you and your CASPA application. We cannot wait to see you there. So today I want to talk about online or sometimes called hybrid PA programs. We get a lot of questions from students saying, hey, should I apply to these programs? Are they any good? I don't know about this. It would be really convenient to stay at home and learn, but I'm not sure if I'm going to get the education I need. And so I want to just tell you guys about a little study that they did and it basically compares the PA national certifying exam pass rate. So the first time pants pass rate of graduates from PA programs that have distance learning to the national average. So basically comparing PA programs that are online or hybrid, you know, at least partially online compared to programs that are the traditional in seat. So the advent of COVID really kind of thrust the PA profession into the future. And so a lot of programs have gone online. Nurse practitioners programs have been online for a long time. And we're kind of resistant to PA education. But with COVID and people having to go online and, and students and faculty and, and programs scrambling at the last minute to buy technology, to buy all these things. Well, now we have all these things, right? Now we've seen that, hey, we made it through COVID. We still graduated our students. We were able to survive. And so some programs are kind of looking at maybe some more online or distance, virtual, whatever you want to call it, um, education and how that fits into the PA curriculum. Obviously, we want to make sure that we do the best for our students, but we found that sometimes the virtual or distance learning just really works better for some students or some programs, et cetera. So let's talk a little bit about the study that compared the pants pass rate of students in the distance learning versus in-person learning. Now, it's really important to note that being a good PA does not mean just passing your pants. Yes, you have to pass your exam to become a PA, but there that is just one point of being a good PA, right? You still need the physical exam skills, et cetera. And the test tests your knowledge. They don't test any kind of physical skills. Actually, they used to. So way back when, PAs used to have to go through like an OSCE as part of their exam. But as more PA programs grew and they have so many PAs now, that just seemed really unfeasible. So keep this with a grain of salt because just because you pass your pants doesn't mean you're going to be a great PA. And just because maybe you didn't the first time doesn't mean you're not going to be a good PA. That is just one assessment of medical knowledge. It doesn't assess your caring and compassion. It doesn't assess your clinical skills, etc. So just keep that in mind. 
So we've had a lot of rapid advances in technology. Uh, the world is changing, and we've had a lot of students that actually really, really like the distance learning or like flexibility, like being able to learn on their own, who only consider enrolling in undergrad colleges, et cetera, or graduate programs that have some degree of flexibility. So this is becoming more and more popular. And especially, as I said, with COVID, this really kind of shoved that into the future and really accelerated this move. And you know, distance education does offer a lot of benefits, right? It can be helpful for students who have commitments where they can't move to a traditional program. For example, maybe they have a spouse that works or maybe they have kids or maybe they have family or for some reason that they can't move. It can also allow them to set up their own schedule to listen to lectures, et cetera, on their own if it's asynchronous, right? So meaning if it's not live, if it's recorded, and that might help. Some people do study better in the morning. Some people study better at night. Some people are night owls and do better at night and like to sleep in while some people like to get up early. So this asynchronous education at least can allow students to kind of choose their preference, but there are some cons behind it, right? So you have to be a very self-motivated student in order to complete distance learning because there's nobody standing over you saying you have to do this, you have to study. You're not in a classroom with your peers. So typically you don't network with the other students as well. And when it comes to things like physical exam practice, right? How do you practice a physical exam on yourself? You don't really, you can't look in your own ear, all right? And so there are some drawbacks to this, but when it comes to in-classroom learning for things like pharmacology, right? Where there's a lot of memorization. There's a lot of kind of on your own learning. Some students really seem to prefer this because they can do it at their own time, at their leisure, in a place where they feel comfortable. And to be honest, most schools have like a blended type of learning, right? Where they do some maybe asynchronous lectures. Maybe they got some guest lectures from the community that are live, that are synchronous. They teach some in person. There's some at home. So most schools do kind of a blended because it kind of hits different sort of learning styles. And studies have actually shown that this blended learning has the potential to improve clinical competence and appears to be at least effective as traditional kind of face-to-face -face in the classroom learning for knowledge acquisition. So let's dive right into this study. So this study actually took 10 different PA programs that offer distance slash online learning and looked at their pants pass rate. And then they compared that to the national average pants pass rate of all programs. It was noted that the delivery of the instruction, the type of courses, the synchronicity was different in all 10 of these programs. Some of them had satellite campuses, some of them were synchronous, some of them were asynchronous, some had only one learning campus, while others had more than one learning campus. So they do vary a lot, but all 10 of these programs that they chose have at least some sort of online slash distance education in their own way. And when they ran the data, they showed that there was no statistically significant difference between traditional and distance learning programs when it comes to pants pass rate. So they showed it didn't matter if the students were at a distant campus, were asynchronous, had traditional in-classroom learning where you're there all the time, that at least when it comes to pants pass rates, there was no statistically significant difference, right? So if you are thinking about going to a program which has some sort of distance or online learning, you can take this to note that, hey, they are still preparing their students to pass the test. Whatever way that they are creating their curriculum seems to be working because the pants pass rate is similar. So there's much more to consider than just pants pass rate when it comes to deciding which programs are right for you. But if you ever had a question about how distance learning programs or hybrid programs or online programs are preparing their students, note that there was no difference when it comes to passing the pants. We hope this episode helps and don't forget to jump over to the show notes to take advantage of the awesome Pacers membership. You not only get weekly PA shadowing hours and a database of shadowing hour replays that you can add to CASPA, 
You also get coaching intensives with us to make you a stronger applicant and lots more. You can sign up in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening and we are so happy you are here and to help you get accepted to PA school. We will catch you at the next episode.